Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious? Agnostic? Or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore? This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Hey, welcome to Challenging Christianity. Rebecca Kinnestrand and Daniel Dadashi here. We don't have a pastor in-house, so we're going to just shoot the breeze. We sure are. But we actually got to talking. I had no idea I was in the presence of a cult expert. Oh, <laughs> a space cult, not a, a cult. <laughs> yeah, got it. I'm well, super fascinated by cults, specifically Scientology. Well, what we were talking about was I was like, well, it's a tough topic because what do you call a cult? Like some people would say... Christian churches are cults, mm-hmm. Catholic church for sure, people have said as a cult, and mm-hmm. um, what denotes a cult and not, and you, there is an actual technical... There's an actual technical way to say this is a cult or not, which is um, there's an organization in the United States government, and wouldn't you guess, the IRS <laughs> decides if you're a cult or not. How interesting. Because... <laughs> If you're donating everything else, they, really, it's people are always like, really, there isn't like a religious. And I said, no, there's no religious organization that decides. No, they don't have a group so of pastors. So if you have a tax and, exempt status, then under technical IRS law, you are you are classified as a religion, which means that the government has has looked at you as an organization and said that you're not taking in money to accumulate wealth. Or to give it to any one individual, you're not making profits. You're doing it to further your mission, your ministry in the world, so that you don't pay taxes because you do a good service for the community, and that <laughs> service for the community has to be beyond just your just um, include building fancy buildings and whatnot. And Scientology got tax-exempt status. Okay, hold that thought, because we kind of leapt into this whole thing without even an introduction. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm oh so God, into this. we just had this conversation we have to record. We have to, we have to talk about this. We're so into cults now. Um, so, first of all, um, they were kind of back. I think I'll put up an episode uh, that we just did, but uh, this episode we're going to talk about cults and religion. And uh, if you can, please rank us on iTunes because it'll help uh, rise us to a star status position on iTunes. And if you want to donate to our cause and trying to get better sound equipment, go to hslckirkland.org. hslckirkland.org and go to their giving and just put in the giving part. You can put this is for the podcast. I'm just going to leave that there. Yep. A uh, little housekeeping. So now we can take a breath. <sighs> and now science, because then when you said that about the yeah. taxing and IRS, I was like, well, but Scientology is a religion. It's tax exempt, I think. Scientology is a recognized religion. It has tax exempt status. Um, you probably, if you know anything about Scientology, you probably know that the leader, the, the inventor, the head of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, was a... Um, sci-fi writer who wrote a number of fiction books. He's crazy. No. He, <laughs> my well, opinion, my opinion. <laughs> you know, it's debatable. He, um, and then he went on to, and there's this, there's a well-known quote that he's given that the only, the way to make real money is to start a religion. Right. And he did just that. He wrote a book about Dianetics. 
and it was uh, he was incredibly uh, critical of uh, psychiatry, particularly. Mm-hmm. And if you know a little bit about his history with psychiatry, there might be some insight there. But we won't <laughs> we won't get to that. So he writes this book um, about uh, Dianetics, and it's all about this new religion, Scientology, the the study of who we are as people. And part of his organization, his new religion, his church, is that you have to take classes. Mm-hmm. You um, you audit, which is essentially a form of uh, therapy where you hold on to a primitive lie detector and you continue <laughs> to tell stories and answer stories until your hormone levels don't spike anymore. Okay, before we go on Mori Povich, I wanted to stop and I don't need to know all the details. Because <laughs> I honestly feel that there are weird, odd things in all religions, and it's that's the problem. Incredibly that, odd, and that's the problem is that when you start going into the wormhole of one strange thing, you're like, "Well, let me talk about this over it's here." Right? Easy to say, "This is crazy. I would never do that." Right, in in almost any religion, and so um, I just wanted to back up and and what we had kind of said was that if you can go to a website or any kind of information and the church or the temple or wherever you're looking at has it written out what they believe, yes, that's a good sign is what you're saying. If you're looking at an organization and you're like, should I go to this church? Should I go to this temple? What's the synagogue? If you can easily find out what their core beliefs are and what they do about those beliefs... What do they, how do they enact that? What are the, what are the main things they believe and how do they take action on those beliefs in the world? That's a sign of an upfront religion. In general, a lot of cults, a lot of shadier operations. So a cult would generally be built, um, instead of to spread ministry in the world, it would be to acquire people for either resources or just body power. Mm-hmm. So um, gaining market share is what we would exactly call that. <laughs> that, there gaining market share. That's a, that's usually cult like. Um, generally, it's going to be way harder to nail down what they believe, and what they believe will usually be told to you super upfront as soon as you come to this class, as soon as you join this thing, as soon uh-huh. as you come in our building. And you pay the fee, or you do the thing. Or... You meet the people. Uh-huh. You yeah. tell them your story. Yeah. Then then you find out everything they believe. They're super upfront. You just have to come in to find out. That's usually a, that's usually a cult sign. Right, right. It's interesting. I feel like I've, I've felt that vibe. I can't pinpoint an exact time, but I've definitely felt that vibe from people where you're like, I'm a logical person, and I cannot understand what you're saying right now. Like, uh-huh. I cannot understand somebody. When I was younger, and this is really a difficult thing, when you're younger, people talk to you, and you think you're the dumb one. You think, uh-huh. I can't understand you, so what you're saying is above me, and they will hold that power over you until you realize later that you're like, if I can't understand a person, that means they're doing a terribly poor job of communicating or they're mm-hmm. hiding something. They're talking in circles. Right. I mean, it's politicians all over again. You oh, know, yeah. But, um, it's dangerous for, and I, I fit that bill totally. I just didn't have the confidence in myself when I was younger to feel like I knew enough if somebody was speaking in circles around me or telling me something, I might be like, okay, I'd have the warning bells going off, but I wouldn't feel confident enough to challenge them and be like, you don't make sense. Yeah. Especially (laughs) if that person is wearing a pastoral collar or they have a a leadership role in a very large organization, you're way more likely to say, it must be me 
not them. Or if you're coming to be educated, like I want some spiritual enlightenment, yeah. or I want some education, or you're a seeker of some kind, and they're looking for yeah. seekers. There, yeah. you must think, okay, well, I just don't get this, this, this brand of yoga. I'm not understanding this. Mm-hmm this branch of Christianity, I must just not understand, or I'm just going to keep nodding along and then hope that it makes sense eventually. There's also that. Yeah. And there's some things that split the difference. I do think that there's, um, I'm specifically thinking of Landmark Mm -hmm. and I don't know that much about it. I do know that I've had friends who've gone through Landmark and they loved it and Mm -hmm. they got got a lot out of it. Um, I feel like that is more in a, it felt when they were telling me about it, it's the same thing like you said. Well, we'll tell you all about it if you pay the $800 fee and come to our workshop. Right? Yeah. It's a weekend-long workshop, and you got to pay to get information, mm-hmm. which I'm like, you know, maybe the information they got was it obviously worked for them, and it was yeah. maybe more in a psychological, mm-hmm. you know, format, that kind of thing. But it, I never really grasped onto what exactly you got out of that and why it couldn't be explained more up front. You know those web pages that you hit, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you eat this thing, you're going to lose 10 pounds, and then uh-huh. on, you keep reading and reading, and they never say what the thing is, and it's on and on and on. And it's like this gooey mess of yes. weird red popping ad at you. Yeah, and it's so trashy. Trashy, and, yeah. and you look kind of at the bottom, and it's like, click here to find out more, you know? Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of organizations use that kind of clickbait and you you can look at it you might have heard about this this cult nexium um it's spelled out with roman numerals and it was um there the leaders are currently on trial right now in the east coast and um there was a fan as an an actress associated with it allison mack you might have heard and um they their cults uh, up at the leadership positions they were accused of sex trafficking and branding people. Oh I mean, it was just terrible. You know some weird stuff. I'm obsessed. <laughs> but the know. interesting thing is that their cult, that was the highest echelon. All this weird, horrible, yeah. crazy stuff was happening. But they actually held leadership seminars that were incredibly popular that a lot of people went to. And it mm. was just at the base level, you were getting a lot of really interesting information and you just moved up the le- moved up this pyramid, almost like a like a pyramid scheme, like a multi-level marketing scheme, mm-hmm. things like that. And the way they get you in is that right at the beginning, it's normal, it's average, and it's really useful information. Right. Scientology does the same thing. The first few courses you take are about communication, their leadership skills, it's helpful, you're dealing with old wounds, you're mm-hmm. you're figuring all this stuff out. And again, it's always, we've got another secret. It's just one level away. Uh-huh. Yeah, the secrets. That's the thing. It's one level away. Instead yeah. of, um, if you were to, if you wanted to know what a, what a mosque believed, what was their interpretation of the Quran? Do they yeah. believe the Quran is the, um, is the unerring word of, inerrant word of God? Do they believe it was written in a time and space? You can go to their website and you can find that out. Or you could call well, their imam. You know, what about... Well, it's kind of the blind leading the blind here. I'm asking you, but what about... um, The blind leading the deaf. The blind leading the deaf. Mormons, Mm because you're not allowed in their church unless you're Mormon, right? So the Mormon church was classified as a cult by a lot of people up until very recently. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a lot of people don't realize they did a huge push to become mainstream in the in the 80s and their mormon tabernacle choir choir was yeah. actually a part of their marketing campaign oh, which was yeah to become mainstream and they went in two generations from being considered a cult to having a major party representative for president of the united right. states right, right. i mean it, they they did a huge turnaround they are an example of how an organization can turn that around and they are classified as a religion. Some people believe they're Christian. Some people do not because while they believe in the Bible, they have a second book that was brought to them, um, a second uh, sacred text that they discovered in the Americas. Like Joseph. Smith, yeah. Smith, yeah. Um, that he, and so that has, and that has a story of Jesus coming back to earth after he was crucified so it's like and coming to the Americas. Plus. Exactly. Exactly. Dot, Christianity dot dot dot. dot, dot. <laughs> and so some people say they're Christian, some people say they're not. They say they're Christian. Uh-huh. Um, and they do have some secret things that you need to be in to yes. know. Right. That's secret that. wedding, like th- words that are whispered when you get married in a secret room. Yeah. There are still some of those kind of things that we usually associate with a cult. That are still within mainstream Mormonism. I mean, you know, Catholic priests used to all be in Latin. I mean, talk about secret. That's a, like, yeah. The whole congregation didn't know what was going on. No kidding. You know, so they used to chain the only Bible in town like <laughs> to the physical building. It was written in Latin. No one could read it. <laughs> still chained it up. Yeah. Wow. So it's there's, you know. I hear that all the time, cults. How, what's yeah, the difference between a cult and a religion? Right. How, you're part of a cult. You're, it's just a mainstream cult. I get right. that from people. Yes. I think I think the main difference is whether, you're, whether the goal of your organization, whether the goal of your church is to push resources out into the world or to gather resources from the world. Mm, wow. And that's usually a pretty good so – you look at something like Scientology that has billions of dollars that – um, the only way they can maintain their nonprofit status is to continue to build essentially empty buildings all over the United States because they don't have people to put in them, but they have basically unlimited resources. Yeah, how can they be non? Well, I guess nonprofits they can make money, of course. They charge for what they consider religious services, which are classes, mm-hmm. and you have to move up this bridge they call it to get to different levels, and it can. Who is the recipient of all that money? The Church of Scientology. There's, um, right. there's a, there's a head. They have like a pope, essentially, kind okay. of. His name is David Miscavige. Oh yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah. he he was an assistant to L. Ron Hubbard back in the day, and he's moved up the ranks. He's, um, he. There are all sorts of allegations of him physically abusing oh, men in his in his employ. Name, right. And you might have heard the name of his wife, Shelley Miscavige, who has not been seen in public in over a decade. Oh, right. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, too. everyone, where's Shelley? Where's Shelley? She's, on, she's in Gold Base in Northern California, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so into this. I love it. I love it. But I didn't need anybody else in the room. I no, Scientology asked me, you know, asked me a question about David Render, the former communications head of Scientology. And then, you know, of course, there's Tom DeVock the, lives the, local. the cults like you were talking about in this Netflix special where the Oregon cult and the big poisoning and those people who take, you know, you, it's, it's dangerous to manipulate people and yet, you know, People would say, well, every time you go to listen to somebody, you know, you go mm-hmm. to church and listen to somebody, you're getting manipulated or, mm-hmm. 
or something, but people do have their own free will yeah. to either go or not. Um, and if someone's in a cult, you know, what is our, do, do, if it's making their lives better and not worse. But is it? Yeah, it's, go take poison next week. I know it's complicated. <laughs> there are yeah, it's it's super complicated. It is complicated. Yeah, yeah. people shouldn't take poison. I, I, I <laughs> you that's, go that far. Are you that one's take, not complicated. If also, if like steak in the sand. There. Yeah, email me if you have a, a friend or family member in Scientology. I have tips, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listeners, you know, like I said, we're kind of blind leading the blind here. Maybe you have experience with this type of thing. It'd be interesting to hear. Stories. I mean, don't go insane on us, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell if you knew someone who was in a cult or who was caught up in a religion and became was, disillusioned with it. Right, because I can tell you that again. Um, when I was seeking, I had kind of left and was traveling around and seeking and stuff. I met a lot of very interesting, strange, and weird people, mm -hmm. and definitely got the hard sell on a number of different spiritual seeker type. Uh, Cults or, I don't know. Groups. Groups, yeah. Organizations. I, loosely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, luckily, you know, first of all, I had no money, so I was of no interest to in most people. Yeah. And, you know, I also had a head on my shoulders to just have alarm bells ring when yeah. things got just weird. When, when they seem to want you more than you are looking for something in your life. Yeah. That's but also... That's the problem is, like, I happen to be able to be... Uh, more of a whole person but if you mm -hmm. if you have a lot of damage and you're seeking and you want someone to want you and that's yeah. your main goal in life and you don't have you know a solid family background or whatever it may be um i could see being taken in it's it's very easy and sometimes when we talk about the crazier aspects of cults i think we it becomes something that we laugh about and right, or there's this morbid fascination about yes it. or like that people how could people believe these ridiculous things right and we just <laughs> no, can't that's, the, that's the part i totally believe i think you can believe a lot of ridiculous things oh you know? yes oh yeah 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 so hmm well those were our thoughts on What's, why why we think Christianity is not a cult? Well, we didn't say that. That's not. I don't. I will. I'll go on the record. I don't okay. think it's a cult. Okay, tell me why. <laughs> because our because Christianity. Um, well, there's a lot of branches of right, Christianity. Right. Yeah. But if you're if you're joining a Christian church, you can read about what they believe, top to bottom. There is no come in to learn more about this. It's all there. It's all up front. Well, yeah, it's not hidden. You do come in to learn more, like please come to our church and yes. know, that kind of thing. But but know. if you were to, for instance, come to our organization, we have pages of, of what we believe and how we interpret the Bible and what what is our stance on on the LGBT community? Yeah. What is our stance on a, a host of issues? Yeah. Do we believe that, that communion physically changes or, or that it's a right. sign? Things like right. that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, also, an organization that uh, doesn't give you the, doesn't charge for religious services. Right. So you're not regularly paying large sums of money that are dictated by donation only, basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. That hard sell versus soft sell. Right. Interesting. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about. Let us know your thoughts on it, and we will see where it leads us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.